Welcome to Mom and Up. With your co-host, developmental psychologist, Dr. Marty Erickson, and Dr. Aaron Erickson, maternal child health specialist and nurse practitioner. Here's my grandma, Marty. And here's Aaron, my mom and mom. Welcome to Mom Enough. I'm Erin Erickson, and I am very excited for our conversation today about digital equity for all. Our guest today is Broderick Johnson, Executive Vice President of Public Policy and Digital Equity of Comcast. Broderick oversees the company's public policy team and holds overall responsibility for Comcast's role in the digital equity space. He has served under two U.S. presidents as Deputy Assistant to the President for Legislative Affairs under President Clinton and as Assistant to the President and Secretary of the Cabinet under President Obama. He sits on numerous boards, including the Board of Directors of the Obama Foundation, the Black Economic Alliance, and the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation. He also chairs the My Brother's Keeper Alliance Advisory Council, so an accomplished individual, and we are incredibly grateful to have you here with us today. Welcome, Broderick, and thank you so much. Aaron, thanks very much for having me. And uh, one other thing you should uh, make note of for your listeners, and that is that I have Minnesota connections. That's right. right? You do. Yes. Yes. My wife is a, a Minnesota native. She grew up in Southwest Minneapolis, I believe that's right. And, that's right uh, where I live. She has a lot of family that still lives there, including my wonderful mother-in-law. So, ah, love Minnesota. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, we do too, and yeah. I know we first met uh, at an event in Minnesota a few yeah. weeks back, and yep. so, uh, well, we are. Yeah, we're just thrilled to have yeah. you. So, Broderick, you've served in various high-level positions working on a wide range of crucial policy issues. Mm-hmm. And now you're focusing much of your energy on policies and practices specifically related to digital equity. Sure. And, of course, as I just mentioned, you recently made a trip to the Twin Cities for events related to some of Minnesota's efforts to achieve digital yeah. equity. So why is digital equity so important right now? And what do we and our listeners need to know about digital equity? Sure. Well, let me start, Aaron, first with defining digital equity, because I think it's really important to make sure that we are focused on what it means. And for us at Comcast, uh, digital equity means empowering everyone across all communities with the skills, the resources, and the opportunities they need to participate and to excel in a world that we know is increasingly digital. So that's the definition that we we think is extremely important to focus on because it's really about empowerment and and opportunity and skills and resources. And you know, Aaron, achieving digital equity is is important in so many ways. It reaches everything again, regardless of background and location. Um, it's necessary to be digitally lit- digitally literate and prepared for civic and cultural participation, for employment, for lifelong learning, and accessing essential services like buying groceries online and being able to to uh, you know digital digital equity is very important to health equity, and so being able to access all sorts of uh, of of um, uh, health resources that are, are critical to how well someone lives, both physically and mentally. So all these things are really important in terms of digital equity. 
It's also important in terms of joy in life, quite frankly, too. You know, people are so much happier when they're able to be online, enjoy the things that uh, that access to the internet can provide that just a, a really appeal to the quality of one's life. Well, I, I can uh, see this firsthand yeah. as a clinician who does most of their work sure. virtually and having uh, access to the internet is essential for uh, virtual care and especially yeah. in areas where people may have um, a poor access to healthcare That's and right. digital and internet access, digital equity really ensures that people have the access to the care they need. Yeah. And I, I've been really surprised too, with a lot of patients who are older and living more isolated, how much the internet and digital equity can play a role in limiting the very negative effects of isolation as Absolutely. people age. Absolutely. So, you know, connecting with family members, uh, yeah. We certainly saw this during the course of the pandemic, but you know we have family members who live all over the all over the country and all over the globe, and being able to connect with them really does, as you said, uh, address issues of isolation and loneliness for many people as well. You know, yeah. Aaron, for me, it's the digital equity has been so important. Really, going back uh, to when I served in the Clinton administration, this goes back to the late '90s and. President Clinton was focused on the importance of closing the digital divide and achieving digital equity. And it's interesting, you know, back then as we, the president, I went back and read some of his speeches, especially as I was preparing then to start, you know, at Comcast, because this issue, again, has been around for, for, for decades. And back then, the audacious goal of the Clinton White House, and it was an important goal, but uh, it was to connect every school with a computer. Right. And that was the audacious goal. Now we know it's so much more, so much has changed. And it's about being able to make sure that in every household, um, there's home-based internet. Uh, and so that's how much it's evolved, but it's still so incredibly important. And for me to join a company, you know, two and a half years ago, that has been committed to closing the digital divide and achieving um, digital equity since 2011, when we started the Internet Essentials Program, and 10 million people have been able to get access. Lower income individuals have been able to get access to the internet through that program. So it's one of the things that really drew me to this incredible opportunity to help lead with my colleagues here at Comcast. Yeah, well, we're just incredibly grateful for the work Comcast is doing. And I know I shared this with you before we started the recording, but I know a family uh, that we are very close with who has really benefited from these services. And they have a high schooler who's been able to, you know, do the things she needs to do for school because of Comcast's programs. So yeah. and I'm sure some of our listeners will be eligible to benefit uh, from some of the services or products that help to close the digital gap. Absolutely. And uh, I'm quite confident that many of our listeners will be eager to know how they can help as well in these digital equity efforts, because a lot of people want to engage in, in doing what they can to make our communities better in yeah. this way. Yeah. So what, what role can our listeners play to help in this effort? Well, first I'd say is in terms of, uh, of benefits for people in there in the state of Minnesota, you know, I mentioned our Internet Essentials uh, program, which has existed, you know, since 2011. I'm very proud to say this, but 416,000 Minnesota residents and 104,000 households across the state have been uh, have signed up to the internet through the Internet Essentials program. And so, right there in Minnesota, it's made such a difference. And now we have 
the Affordable Connectivity Program, which can allow even, of course, millions more across Minnesota and across the country, lower income uh, households to be able to, to uh, access the internet. And you know, we have to, of course, make sure that people are aware of that. And that goes into your question about how people uh, can be helpful, how your listeners can help in closing the digital divide. Because you know, there are so many challenges that are there in terms of awareness or understanding how you can get a device, how you can turn on a device, how you can get an email address, all those things. And then, of course, what do you do when you've signed up, you've gotten a device, someone has said, this is how you set it up. Then it's like, well, what, what else do I do with it? And this is where your listeners can also be very, very helpful in helping people understand how they can benefit from the internet. Well, thank you so much for for sharing that. And I'm just blown away by these numbers. I mean, that is just remarkable. 416,000 people. That's just amazing. That's with Internet Essentials. And again, now as a result of the Affordable Connectivity Program, which was part of the infrastructure law that President Biden signed into law uh, not much more than a year and a half ago. And this benefit, this ACP benefit, essentially allows across the United States, 50 million households, that's households. And in the state of Minnesota, that's, we're talking about, again, close to a million people who are eligible or not people, but households, again. Um, so it's a lot more people to be able to have access to the internet and essentially for free because of the $30 a month voucher, which is $75 a month for people who live on tribal lands to be able to use that voucher to come to Comcast or another internet service provider and say, I want access to the internet, here's my voucher. And we are very actively supporting and participating in that program. Well, that is just amazing. Well, I, yeah, life-changing and so important. And uh, we have a lot of work to do to bridge this gap. And it's just wonderful to hear about these efforts. So when you were here in Minnesota, you announced four new lift zones. Tell us about those and how they play a part in improving digital opportunities. Yeah, so I was uh, so proud to be in Minnesota and to be able to bring even more opportunity to folks in Minnesota. And that included, as you mentioned, the fact that we were announcing four new lift zones. And lift zones are something that we established during the pandemic. Comcast. How could we, again, ensure that people were getting access to the internet? And these are basically community centers where there's free Wi-Fi access. Uh, and so in Minnesota, you know, it, particularly in the Twin Cities, we've had dozens of these, uh, of these lift zones. Again, these places where people can come based in community centers or libraries and use the internet. So we announced four more when I was there. Uh, in Minnesota just a little over two months ago. And uh, again, really, really important places where at a community level, people can come and uh, and get access to the internet. Free Wi-Fi for individuals and families. That is just remarkable. Yeah. Well, and, and I think of uh, a really important part of bridging so many divides is community. And yeah. I really see the lift zones as a, yep. another way to build community. Absolutely. You can, you know, get people coming together and uh, 
sharing <laughs> this space yeah. and being able to access the internet. And it, it just, it's so important to yeah. communities in, in a broader way too, the more and more we can create these spaces for yeah, people and, to gather. And let me, let me just share with you the, the, where these four new lift zones are, the, the organizations where they're based. Uh, GMCC, the first one. Second is um, every third Sunday. The third is Al Mahan, Ma, Al Mahoon, sorry, Al Mahoon, and the fourth, the International Institute of Minnesota. That's actually where I made the announcement about these uh, four new lift zones. In addition, because devices are extremely important too, um, we gave to the International Institute 250 new laptops to families who really need them and who uh, are, are assisted by that institute. So wow. again, emphasizing access, but knowing the importance of getting devices to people is what, uh, what stands out in terms of the work that we do. Yeah, well, we're just so grateful to be able to partner with Comcast to spread the word to families who yeah. may benefit from these services or yeah. from people who are working with people who may benefit. I know yeah. a lot of my work, I, I'm communicating with people, they share their struggles, the challenges they're having around these things, and I'm able to tell them, hey, guess what? There's a program that can help you and, and kind of take that stress and, off. And Aaron, of there's a term for you then. You know, do you know this? You're in that work, you're a digital navigator. Oh, right, cool. A digital... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes, you're a digital navigator. And you know what that, what that means is that, and this is something, again, that we, we have found to be a very important in terms of closing the digital divide, because we know that it's not just about access. It's not just about affordability, but it's who can help persuade people that there is now access and for free, and that getting a computer, they can get a laptop from from this location, that organization, Comcast or whomever else, but also being able to figure out, again, how to get online and then how to navigate the internet. And these digital navigators, uh, we've, we've been involved across the country in partnerships with organizations that have individuals who are either paid staffers or volunteers who do that work. What's critical about these folks and what's critical about you being able to make a difference as a digital navigator is that you're trusted by the people in the communities in which you, you work, in which you have a presence. These are people who are your friends or your neighbors or people who go to a house of worship with you. Just, just the importance of trust makes uh, digital navigators very effective. Oh, that's wonderful. And I can imagine a lot of our listeners will be empowered to step into that role as well, because yeah. it feels good to help other people and certainly sure to help does. people with something as important as this. Yeah. So during your visit here, we had the privilege to be with you during a telehealth demo and discussion at the headquarters of a company called Healthy Med. Yeah. I, I was just blown away by this, I have to say. And I mean, it was just incredibly exciting. And I was taking notes and thinking of all the amazing things that could happen with something like this. It's just so powerful. So what can you tell us about that project like in, in particular and more generally about how telehealth enters into digital equity efforts. 
Well, yeah, so it's interesting, you know, um, the research and data so informs um, the work that we all do, right? So it's not just about wonderful anecdotes, which are important, and I'll mention one in, in a minute that really was inspiring to me when I was there. But according to the public health reports, it's an organization or research organization, nearly seven in 10 people turn to the internet first when looking for health information, right? Nearly seven in 10. And so it's so important to ensure that people have the tools necessary to facilitate good health and digital equity, adoption, access, literacy are so critical as a vital component to helping people um, facilitate uh, access to healthcare. Um, you know, you can't expect better healthcare outcomes if you don't first ensure that every American, regardless of their income or education level, has the digital tools and skills uh, to get online. So this great company there in Minnesota that I was able to, as well as with you and your mom, spend time with this wonderful morning, uh, panel discussions and likewise. So telehealth uses their own funding to pay for the internet connection for its patients. Uh, Medicaid covers the costs of the clinic at home equipment. And to date though, over 50 patients have been connected to our own Comcast owned internet essentials program through, uh, through Healthy Med. And this is really uh, life changing, of course, for their clients and they're gonna continue to expand it and we're gonna continue to support their work certainly. And, and you know, there was, again, the story that I heard that was most inspiring about real lives affected by this work and by the partnerships is a woman by the name of Gina and you probably remember, she actually was there virtually. She was able to get online and communicate this, this incredible story to us doing it virtually. And Gina's a mother of three. Um, she has relied on Healthy Med services for nearly three years, she said. Two of her children have severe forms of autism and they have other health issues, cancer, anxiety, pancreatitis. Just listening to the, the health challenges that she and her family face was really quite stunning. But because of Healthy Med and because of access to the internet, um, they are able um, to access services that would be much more difficult for them to be able to do, and for her as a mother of three, to be able to, to um, help all of three of her kids. Uh, so it was a really inspiring, real life example of the difference that is made by that organization, by that company there in Minnesota. And I can tell you, I know it's happening in other places across the country. Yeah, it's just remarkable. I was blown away by that story. And I immediately uh, went when I went back to work the next day, I told several patients about it. And then I actually uh, gave a presentation to our entire staff of clinicians, oh, yeah. Yeah. telling them about Comcast, Internet Essentials and Healthy Med. And uh, we got several patients signed up. And so I, I'm just really excited about yeah. these changes that are making access to care, uh, you know, not a reality for yeah. patients who have really struggled with that. I mean, yeah. I have patients who, you know, I mean, they're literally in tears when they join their visit because it's sometimes so hard to get connected if they don't oh, have, sure. you know, a working device or they don't, you know, maybe their cell phone broke and they can't afford to replace it or they don't have internet. And of course, you know, I'll do a phone call, I'll check in, but there's nothing that can replace that face-to-face -face connection you can have through yeah, the internet. Even virtually, yeah. Look, I, I know a bit about the weather in Minnesota. 
And I know yeah. there, I know that there are some months where it's really tough to get around, right? Yeah. But it's not like people's um, health concerns go away because the weather's bad, right? And so the fact that the, you know with healthy meds, those medical services can come right into someone's home rather than someone having to, you know, trudge through a um, couple feet of snow and ice there in Minnesota in order though to still be able to have their doctor visits and medical appointments during the course of a week, you know, virtually um, on, you know, a video or through video. Um, and oftentimes while a nurse can be present in the home as well. So it's just extraordinary and it's life-changing. And this woman, Gina, told such an incredible story about what difference oh. it's making for she and her family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and just uh, what I see for so many patients, especially people who have chronic illnesses or um, who are dealing with children who have, you know, profound disabilities, they're exhausted. They have too many visits to go to and to take some of the stress out of that, to just be able to do it from the living room is a real life changer. Extraordinary. It's like you said, stress, um, you know, resources, um, you know, just managing yeah. the day, right? Yeah. And very important things. Yeah. It's just, a, it's so incredibly exciting. It makes me think certainly of my 92 year old mother-in-law and the, you know, the health issues that she faces and being able to be online is a big help for her too. Yeah. Well, it's just so exciting to hear about everything yeah. Comcast is doing to uh, bridge the, the yeah. digital gap here and to really achieve digital equity for all. Uh, we've been talking with Broderick Johnson, who is Executive Vice President of Public Policy and Digital Equity of Comcast. Broderick, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for yeah, the work you. you're doing. Yeah. And for your time today. Thank uh, you. And have a wonderful holiday season. Yes, you too. I sure will. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for tuning into this episode of Mom Enough. I'm Erin, and we'll be back again for another episode next week. Content copyrighted by Marty and Erin Erickson. All rights reserved. Visit momenough.com for an archive of all Mom Enough shows and many free downloadable resources on child development, parenting, and maternal health and well-being. Do you think I'll have a show called Kid Enough someday?